On Hokey Talk today, Lee Vinsel. He is a former associate professor of mine and host of the podcast Peoples and Things. On this podcast, he talks about human life and technology. And in this class, we spoke about the term innovation itself, the hype behind it, which can sometimes be exaggerated, and different sorts of applications we could see it in. Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. This episode is sponsored by Blacksburg Boxing and Fitness. You can check out their website or the gym itself at 115 South Hill Drive, Blacksburg, Virginia. I should also note that they offer a free week for people just starting out at the gym. So again, Blacksburg Boxing and Fitness, and they're located on 115 South Hill Drive, Blacksburg, Virginia. Thanks for having me. So today, I thought we could discuss future for college students after college, um, something we've talked about for myself previously, decisions we have to make, decisions behind it, the options we do have, not wanting a traditional job, stuff like that. Um, Do you have any thoughts to start off, I guess, as to what students should try to pursue after college or even during college? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we can start by talking about the traditional job, which I think lots of people see as pretty boring and dull. Yeah. And I think, you know, like one place to say is that we've oversold students on exciting innovation, like robot competitions and Uh stuff like that. Uh And so the real life of corporate work is boring compared to that, you know, and that's just the reality of things. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think then, I mean, you know, two things I think you should, I should talk about are like large old firms in established industries versus smaller, younger firms in exciting, younger, dynamic industries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I would say both are good for different kinds of people. And we need to be real that like m- most innovation comes out of large corporations that are in established industries. You know, they're old, big companies. Because of the resources they have. Yeah, they have capital. And and also, you know, innovation, most innovation is just incremental little improvements on things. And that's mm-hmm. what gives us modern life. So it's, you know, it's a different kind of innovation maybe than the young and exciting stuff, but it's still innovation. And, you know, I think that if you go the kind of big corporation route, And this is true in the other route, too. Like, what it's really about, ultimately, is social skills, right? So these companies are going to hire you because you're a Virginia Tech graduate. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you will have some chops coming out of your classes and stuff. (laughs) Although we can talk about how classes mostly don't apply to work. Uh Uh-huh. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. I've been, been like, I actually was talking to someone in my major who's, like, in the industry now just this weekend. And I was like, do you think I should take this um, second part to this operations research yeah. class? And I'm not trying to hate on that or anything. No. But he was like, it's going to be so abstract. Yeah. There's a little chance you'll be able to use it in real life. Right. So it might not be worth all the extra work. Because it is a very yeah. challenging course. All the extra work you have to have to do. So I'm probably, I I'm probably not going to take it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree with your friend. I mean, I mean the, real, the reality is that in most jobs you're going to go into, you're going to be trained on the job for what they need from you. Yeah. And what you're presenting to them with your degree is just that you were able to get through four fairly hard <laughs> yeah. uh, years well, with your grades and See, intact. yeah, we were talking about this the other day, but I feel like there should be a better way to prove that we can do hard work yep. over doing meaningless work. Not to say that all yeah. of what we do here is meaningless. I think I'm learning a lot yeah. here. And there are definitely some basic things that I'm learning that will be applicable in the job. 
But right. a lot of it is tedious extra work that I guess won't we won't end up using in our. In yeah, our, it's true. I mean, I think we could do we could tack university education in kind of more practical directions in lots of ways. But I think for the employer, you can see how it's like a university degree has become like a filtering mechanism mm-hmm. for them. You know, it's like, all right, this person made it through four fairly hard years yeah. and they have decent grades. So therefore, you know, um, there's they've proven something, basically. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. It's, it's true. Like as, as an employer, if I was hiring someone, I'd rather hire someone who could prove that or who has proved that they've been through their four years. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, I mean, this is, there's, there's a pretty good book by this. Um, I can't remember the author right now, but he's at uh, George Mason, and he, uh, he argues that we've become way too reliant on these four-year degrees in the working world as checks. Because you're right, there's, like, hard work is hard work, and people don't need a college degree to do hard work, you know? Yeah. But I think, like, to go back to one thing is, like, I don't think students hear this enough. It's really social skills your ability to work with other human beings and eventually mm-hmm. manage them and get projects done that are going to be the true key to your success. And this is really not something we can teach in college. Yeah. Right? And it's something you have to learn on the job. It's something you just have to learn as a human being is like just working with other people. But that's more the of key. A, more of a modern day thing more so than before. Because I know like colleges, I guess like the, the traditional classroom format we think of now was created during the early 1900s probably mm-hmm. to, to help us train to work in factories mm-hmm. was the idea, I think. That's what I've learned in classes or learned online anyways. And that, that's kind of becoming outdated now because we have more automated systems. And so social skills today are more important than they've ever been. I guess that's something that... Makes... I don't think that's right. Really? No, I, don't, I mean, the, 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 night, the industrialization of education stuff, I think that's an oversimplification. But I think, like, look, if we look at, I don't know, Charles Mott, who was like a big time guy at uh, General Motors, or we look at Alfred Sloan, the head of General Motors, we look at any of these like super successful people in earlier times, mm-hmm. the reason they succeeded is not only they're smart, but they knew how to, they uh, knew how to manage. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. That's a and good so point. you climb the ladder, the way you make the big bucks, we can talk about it that way, is by climbing the social ladder within organizations. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, I mean, I think that there's a lot to, there's a lot to be said for going and working for these old big firms, you know. Now, the other thing, you, you know, you and lots of other people would like to work for more like startups and smaller, exciting, dynamic firms. And there's something to be said for that, too. (laughs) Um, But the only thing I would not encourage you to do is to become an entrepreneur, at your young age. Wow. That's <laughs> and this is not this is not about you. This is just like most successful entrepreneurs are over 40 years old. They've established themselves in some industry. Mm-hmm. And that's why they can succeed is because they have like specific knowledge applications that they know they know how to do mm-hmm. that have been hard won through lots of work mm-hmm. in an industry and they have social networks that they've built up over, over 20 the, over years. 20 years of work that's true that's a good point yeah see that's a that's a i mean colleges encourage it as well i think becoming an entrepreneur yeah and mostly because i think we see a lot of the successful stories right which we, we talked about in your class as well as like you don't t- see all the losers a tiny fraction <laughs> right. yeah we don't see the losers and yeah. even of the winners we don't see all the times they've lost as well yes so um right yeah i mean i not in like 
not in a bad way, but I don't think I want to become an entrepreneur this early. Yeah. Realistically, I don't think it'd be a good idea. But I do like the idea of how important social skills are. I think being at a at a big college, mm -hmm. such as Virginia Tech, definitely helps. Um, just the yeah. huge amount of different kinds of people there are. And, like, getting involved in different organizations is just so nice while you're here, too. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's lots of ways to develop your social skills, including networking. And you're right. I think if you take advantage of the opportunities here at a Virginia Tech or another large university, you're, you're doing that. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was thinking after college, if I'm not going to take the traditional job mm -hmm. route, it'd be cool to take – there's this place that – my family likes to go to a lot. It's like this resort type place and they have people who work there and basically they just entertain guests mm -hmm. all day. And so I thought it'd be cool to do something like that, which would be completely off track of what I plan or of what yeah. I tr I'm in industrial and systems engineering. Right. So completely off track of what someone in my position would normally do. And it's like something that no one really encourages, um, at least of the people who well, some people, I imagine, would, but no one would think of it, I yeah. guess, as a path for me. So stuff like that is scary, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, I think... So would, you're, like, working your way up in, like, the hospitality or entertainment industry? Is that the which, idea? It, so it would be in that interest industry, but yeah. like you were saying before, I feel like that industry is really good on soft skills and your social mm -hmm. skills, talking to people, which eventually perhaps could be applied back into some sort of job force. So... Right. I mean, developing soft skills in college and even after college, I guess, to what you were saying, could be really helpful in the yeah. future and could be worth skipping out on <laughs> an internship or a first few years of job, even though it is, it sounds risky. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I mean, everyone changes a lot. I mean, over the course of their career, you're going to go through many different things and there's nothing wrong with trying something. You're not going to make as much money doing that as working for Boeing or something, that's, yeah, right? That's true. That's true. That's <laughs> but, true. Uh, you know, I I'm also don't think that money is everything. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's another uh, thing that we sh should be talking about with students. I think that, you know, and I can, and I can, I can kind of have this conversation with you as if money is everything, you know, but it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of there's a lot of worthwhile lives to live, including working for nonprofits and applying your engineering skills to like helping the world in ways that are not going to get you paid. Yeah, true. You know, true, true. Uh, but uh, are still worthwhile. Well, see, one thing I really wanted to do was study abroad. Mm -hmm. I thought that'd be such a cool experience. I don't know if I was telling you about this the mm -mm. other day or not, but I wanted to study abroad. I thought it would be so cool. But and I was super set on it going into college. I even signed a lease with people I knew in a way where I would have the place for the first semester and then the other person studying brought it up for the second semester. Oh, yeah, okay. I ended up having to cancel that. But mm. I was like, I, I'm going to do that to push me to study abroad even further. But it's my major that doesn't let me study abroad is the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just so specific. So rigid. So yeah, rigid. it's a problem. So that, that, was, that was upsetting, of course, but I yeah. tried making my own program. I looked at every pro. Me and my advisor were like, super tight for a good like three months just always looking for stuff i would say look i mean you have these you have this family connection to tunisia and this is something i do encourage students to do especially if they have kind of natural connections to other places is just think about the business and engineering um connections that can be made there 
you know, and it, sometimes it's just like starting businesses in these other countries, but sometimes there can be, there's a lot to be done between the U.S. and these other places, mm-hmm. right? And so I think like exploring that, whether it's in Tunisia or some other country that you have connections with is Like is connecting really it back to the U.S.? Yeah, well, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, business connections between American firms and and these places abroad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and becoming involved in those businesses can be really interesting and exciting. And very often there's a lot of potential for growth because you're dealing with developing markets where, you know, things are on the move, mm-hmm. unlike lots of aspects of like American or European culture where everything's done. Yeah, yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, you know? true. Yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying, or at least... Yeah. yeah, leading leading the race. Do I, I just a random question I thought of? Do you, do you would you see yourself working uh, at a large corporation or at a startup, for instance? Man, I don't know. I mean, I'm like one of these people who just I'm in academia because that's where I belong uh-huh. in the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, how'd you find that out? Uh, I just got into philosophy when I was young and like ideas for ideas' sake, uh-huh. you know. But I think that. Like, you know, I listened to a lot of Radiohead and angry, uh, disaffected <laughs> music when I was your age. And so I thought corporations were the, you know, the absolute worst. <laughs> but like, no, you know, I've changed my, I've really changed my view on those kinds of things since I studied technology and business and stuff. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of large corporations are really fascinating places that are doing, you know, pretty amazing things. And we can talk about like, Boeing. I mean, you know, you have to ask yourself whether you wanted to work with like defense industry related firms and stuff. But like, you know, those Boeing does a lot of builds huge, incredible systems, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's true of a lot of these. And then when you work for them, I guess you're more of a you're like a small part of a giant thing. Exactly. As opposed to being a giant part of a small thing. That's right. And that's what, you know, I mean, like, I, that's when I hear you, when you, I hear you talking about startups and stuff, it's a different experience. Yeah. You know? Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for both. Maybe maybe even selfish for wanting to be a big part of something. No, I don't think it's like that. I think it's about temperament. Some people are, you know, I mean, just like character, personality. Mm-hmm. Some people like being a part, a small part of a big thing and just kind of going through it and yeah. other people are they want to be a part of the new exciting thing i think you just have to um be realistic that most startups fail yeah, uh, right that's true. <laughs> yeah that's true that's so true. you better get you better uh be willing to put up with uncertainty and a lot of movement for you know some portion of your life what is it like like 99 percent fail or more yeah i don't know i mean like you know most small businesses like 90 percent of Small businesses fail within five years, which within startups five like. Years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is about the same stuff. Oh, yeah, because it's something that definitely is encouraged by Virginia Tech and other big schools. And like, I grew up on Shark yeah. Tank too, mm-hmm. watching Shark Tank and being like, oh, wow, this looks so cool and so easy. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think it's, it's detrimental to undergraduates to encourage them to become really? entrepreneurs as young people. I think it's just a bad message. Um, that's interesting because um, the course I took with you is called Innovation in Context, mm-hmm. which has a flashy name, but it's misleading. I would say <laughs> almost. I didn't design the class, and <laughs> my class, my version is pretty different. Yeah. You know? Oh, is uh, it really? Uh, yeah, I would say so. 
because yeah. we talked a lot about innovation speak yeah and how it's this glossy word that means a little bit of nothing almost. yeah and you and i were talking about the other day talking about ai yeah you know which is like something that there's a lot of excitement about but most of it a lot of it's hot air and most of it when you drill into it is super boring you know, and so like it's it's really if you you know if you're like I'm gonna work on AI uh-huh. at something, yeah, that really means you don't have no idea what that means <laughs> until you dig into it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a lot of I, not that I know much about AI, but I know a little bit. And I know it's a lot of code, mm-hmm. and code is of it's exciting when you see the applications of it. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, it's a very boring thing to kind of. Yeah, get to learn. It's a lot of work and tedious, especially how fast you want to learn it. And it, I mean, it's it's cool in the sense that it requires a lot of creativity. And mm-hmm. A lot can be done with it. But I had a computer science minor this semester, so okay, I started um, taking a class for it, I, and I dropped my other two minors, but I started taking a class for it. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, okay. Yeah, but yeah, we were, we were talking about AI because I was telling you about how um, in a lot of the things I do. In my life now, I'm trying to do them in a way that would make child me proud. Yeah. So kid Aziz, if he would look up to me now and say, "Right, what you're doing is cool," then like do it. And if it's right. not, which I'd associate typically with working in a big corporation, which you <laughs> yeah, said right. also <laughs> when you were listening to Radiohead, you would that not have liked. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you no. would not have thought it was cool. So stuff like that. I don't know if that's the best way to go about living my life because, mm. again, for example, like as a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. Yeah. You know, as of Grow up, I've changed my mind. So I don't know if Kid Aziz had the best judgment. Or the best <laughs> <laughs> in terms well, of being we, we often are basing our fantasies off what we received. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I think that there's something to fulfilling your aspirations, you know, as I think an important thing. So I don't think it's a, the wrong thing. I think you have, there's more probing to do when you're, like, uh-huh. thinking about young Aziz and yeah. what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's... I think it's a good thing to want to kind of make your younger self proud in a lot of ways. I made a lot of decisions in my life kind of based on that would making, make making you proud. Yeah, exactly. That's good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's done me good so far. Yeah. I would say. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it takes me afterwards. Yeah. So far, everything I've done, I joined, um, Hokie ambassadors at Virginia Tech. It's something I told myself I would do. And people ask me all the time, like, why do you do it? Because we don't, we don't get paid. And oh, so, really? Yeah. The I'll, tours? Yeah. Come on. A lot of schools pay their guides. I would think. Virginia Tech does not pay their guides. Oh, my Lord. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people are surprised to hear that. Yeah. Like, why do you do it then? And uh, for me, like, I, I love the school. I like the school a lot. But it's not for a pure love of the school. It's because I told myself I would do it coming into college. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool when I watched other people do it. And I enjoy doing it now. I like um, that's I mean that's a great example of communication skills just putting yourself out there and learning so that's, how to do that's that that's my best right? like hospitality yeah I would say, type <laughs> yes. resume booster right there right yeah for sure um in terms of like startup mm-hmm. industry i guess I, i'd like to talk more about just because a lot of young people, at least friends I know, graduate college and do go to startups. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Would you encourage that? 
Yeah, the, the, I, the, I mean, they're just you're just going to work for businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And they're usually small small businesses in some. I mean, the whole point of a startup is growth. So it's in going to be in industries where they think they can get growth out of something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it can be um, exciting, and it's a um, it's a different kind of lifestyle. I mean, I think that what I would really recommend is, um, for instance, you you live in Nova. You're from Nova. Yes, yes. So I would encourage you know if you wanted to go that route, I would encourage you to start going to like startup events in dc or nova before you know like next year you know like when if oh, you're in graduation you, yeah as a yeah yeah right if now. you're like if you're do if you're a home next summer for yeah. instance start going to meetups and stuff and making network connections because that's the stuff you know like it's who you know often you, uh, you, that get is, you jobs are those like good places to meet people like i want to talk about Engineering Expo or Business Horizons they host here. Mm-hmm. To me, those seem very like. Um, I think you're mostly going to get established firms at those places, though. Okay. You know, um, a lot of times startups are going to be smaller and not have that kind of outreach mm-hmm. capacity. Okay. And so that's why actually becoming a kind of starting to get a feel for the scene where you want to live mm-hmm. is good. And the other thing is just like you know, I one of my most successful students ever. Uh, Jordan, um, he joined, uh, he was at Khan Academy for a while and then he was at Stripe and I don't know where he's at now, but, um, he, uh, he he really kind of established himself through his GitHub. Uh, so like what, what a lot of firms want to see is proof of potential, and so he had, like, you know, he had established his GitHub page mm-hmm. and was able to show that he was just creative. He was doing stuff in his spare time. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of stuff that sometimes companies care more about than just having a degree, is that you can show some kind of proof of effort and proof of effort and thinking. Which I guess is, I mean, in a way, the college degree has become almost like... Yeah. But this is proof of, like, applicable effort, right? So... This is the classic complaint about computer science degrees in in oh, okay. universities is that they're not like a, a lot of times they're not very you're not focusing on languages and stuff that you're actually going to use in the business world because oh, they're it's more a little bit more abstract and theoretical uh-huh. and so what he was doing was I can't mean I can't remember oh remember. stuff he was already using you know um actually so the person I was on call with this weekend he was telling me about um what's it called it's this Way to develop apps, mm-hmm. something, playground, oh my god, I forget what it's, Swift. Okay. Swift is what it's called, it's an app, and um, I don't know how helpful that is, someone listening might be like a pro at app development or computer science, I think I sound yeah. stupid, but it's like a way to develop apps through Apple, and it kind of teaches you how to do it, mm-hmm. and using Swift Playgrounds, I think is what it's called, it might not mm-hmm. be called that, something playground though for sure, teaches you how to do it, um, which I'm sure is super applicable to mm-hmm. a lot of everyday things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's about having a, you know, if, especially in computing, it's about having a portfolio of stuff that looks, like, interesting to the employers and isn't just your assignment or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Which I think people have done a good job of doing, I think, or people do a good job of doing, I guess. At least in coming to tech, tech is a fairly competitive school, and, of course, that's a, it's an objective term. Mm-hmm. But um, extracurriculars are always super... Mm-hmm 
encouraged and motivated. That's yeah. definitely an encouraged thing by by a lot of people, no matter what it is. In order to get you a corporate job, is is what it. Yeah, I mean, I think you the well. for the firms, it's like how do you start distinguishing all these grads? They all have the same degree. Yeah, that's so true. you need an extra layer of information. Yeah, yeah. Um, one big overarching question, I guess, I want to ask you now is: Do you have any big overall general advice for your students, for college students in general? Um, to supplement not becoming an entrepreneur, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, any ideas as to what you would say to? Well, student? I think that most that what you need to realize is that the first five years on the job or something like that might be tough and might be kind of boring at times, but it really takes like five years to establish your value. In jobs. After college? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they have to train you up. You have to learn the industry. You have to learn the organization. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to realize that you're not really valuable until you've done quite a bit of work. And so you just need to kind of have that time horizon that you're still kind of in training mode. You could almost think of your first five years on the job as like grad school or something like that. Um, And then once you start building experience... Uh, you can start thinking about how to move and where to kind of. That's a good push. way of looking at it, yeah. actually, because you can move after those first five years. Sure, yeah. Get that experience. That's a, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it, actually. Yeah. Is that similar to the path that you took? Um, well, I mean, I had to go to grad school, and then you know, I did a postdoc, and I I had a job before this one. So, yeah, I mean, I think that. The kind of common denominator between what I'm talking about corporate life and in academia is that it's a career. You're building a career, and it takes a long time, you know. And I think I think young people today are not always that good at like being patient. Mm-hmm. We hear this a lot that like young people want a lot of praise for like little things they've done, and they really want to be able to like contribute now yeah. and, and all these yeah. kinds of cliches about your generation or whatever i'm so guilty i'm so guilty (laughs) and uh you know and the reality is that you're working on really like a 30 or 40 year old year time scale you know Mm -hmm. even more than that uh post-graduation so just there's something to be said for patience and building up uh you know a metaphorical portfolio of accomplishments that's yeah. a, that's a really good piece of advice, actually. The patience one that definitely hits home for me personally. I know so patience, no entrepreneurship at least early on, and um, social skills. I like that a lot too. Working yeah, with those can definitely help. It's funny. I mean, this is like I I end up teaching this in my the social skills things in a lot of my classes. Just the idea. Because I don't think students understand. They think that it's all about, like, their engineering degree. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've already said that what you learn in your engineering degree is almost never a pro. Yeah. Like, I've applied. seen that personally. A lot of the classes I'm even in now, I feel like, are... So you can have great technical skills and not advance in an organization if you don't know how to talk to other human beings or you're a grump on email or something like yeah. that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, like, if people think you're a jerk, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> So really, it, you know, at some point, it really comes down to your ability to... And really, you know, the best-paying jobs are always management jobs, ultimately. Right? That's what the CEO and all these characters, mm-hmm. they are managers. Yeah. They're people leaders. So, yeah. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to talk to people. Hmm. 
Lee, thanks so much for coming on today and talking about all this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, dude.